Hello and welcome to Searching for Service, a show designed to help current and future Rotarians find purpose through service. Our show's promise is a dedication to sharing stories, experiences, and opportunities for those searching for service, and how Rotary has been the organization to bring it together. The goal of the show is to grow the Rotary family by connecting through service projects. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Together, we're going to do a deep dive into the heart of Rotary, service above self. Awesome. I'm excited. Now, now all I can think about is run-on sentences. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's like once <laughs> like, you notice it, you can't notice it. <laughs> I'm looking at it going, wait a second, is there any point where I can do a nice long pause? Nope, there isn't. We'll just have to fix it. Well, we have so. a special guest today, don't we? We sure do. Excited. As always, um, we have Miss Amelia Jaden. Chaden? Chaden. Did I say it right? Chaden. Yeah, Chaden. <laughs> the number of the number of names that we've butchered on this show is pretty fascinating. <laughs> and it happens. It's it does okay. Happen. Um, so Amelia, we're happy to have you on and welcome to Searching for Service. Are you excited? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose you? For just a second there, but I'm back. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hit mute. Technology is super fun sometimes. Are you are you excited to be on? I know that you were you were very like uh, preemptively going. What are the questions and stuff? I'm like, we go with the flow, and so we we hope that you're excited about that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to be here. I just uh, wanted to be prepared. Of course. <laughs> it's the best part about the interview process that we get to do is, yeah, we don't prepare our, our people very yeah. much because it's, you know, we throw like the throw curveballs. But well, and especially if you're nominated to do it and you're like, okay, well, can I have some context here? That'd be really nice. So, well, let's get into it. Yeah. So, Amelia, um, really this first section, we want we want to have our listeners have an opportunity to get to know you. But let's start off with why you are on this show anyways. So, do you want to explain to our listeners how this opportunity was presented to you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so hello everyone. hello everyone. My name is Amelia. I use she her pronouns. Um, I am a Rotex to Denmark, which means that in 2014-2015, right after I graduated high school, I spent a year abroad um, in a small town in the middle of Uland in Denmark, uh, and then came back to serve within North Star Rotex, which is a collective of former year-long Rotary Youth Exchange students um, dedicated to supporting future former and current road techs. So I just want to pop in real quick and piggyback off of that. If if you are a listener that's tuning in for the first time, just a reminder or a share that for the month of February, our focus has been youth exchange. And so we thought, what better opportunity than to have somebody who has actually had the experience? <laughs> um, and we found out from our... Our last guest, Eric Johnstrude, who's the vice chair and county officer for North Star Youth Exchange, that there's oppor- country officer, country for officer for Spain. That you have that, like, as a youth exchange student, there's short term and long term opportunities, and you, Amelia, had that year long opportunity, which is really great. So, and you you did share that it was in Denmark, correct? 
Yes, I was in Denmark. Wonderful. So I do want to um, just share with our listeners too. Can you can you tell them where you're from originally? Yeah, I'm from Northfield, Minnesota, so land of cows, colleges, and contentment. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. We didn't. <laughs> you... I'm nodding in agreement, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few friends that are from Northfield, and yes, I can agree. And, and visiting there, I'm like, geez, geez. Um, so I I really liked the story that you shared with me about how the that youth exchange opportunity had come up and you were like it wasn't really an opportunity versus like <laughs> kind of being forced into it um, but then you know obviously having a great experience can can you share that volunteered versus forced into well. Right? <laughs> Our conversation last night was fun, though, Amelia. So I share that, share how that came yeah, about. Yeah, so um, I have a the privilege to be from Northfield, where North Star Rotary Youth Exchange, the the like a third to a quarter or a quarter to a third of the candidates come out of Northfield. And part of that is a legacy that was left behind. Um, and I'm sure there are other people that deserve credit for this too, but I'm going to give that credit to Vicki Dilly, who is a wonderful woman. Uh, and she made it her passion to connect Northfield High School students with Rotary Youth Exchange. So every year she um, took charge of the, I think she was the youth exchange officer, but she took charge of the Northfield Rotary Club and made presentations in the high school where like you got to skip class if you went to the presentation. So obviously you were going to go. Um, and she would have Rotex speaking there. She would have the current youth exchange students that were there. So every year Northfield is sending anywhere from like five exchange students to like 25 exchange students. I looked this up last night after we talked. And the year that I went, there were 11 exchange students that came or that went on exchange out of Northfield. Hmm. Um, and then they normally host four to six or seven uh, students from other countries. So the the pool of um, people that are involved in youth exchange in Northfield is quite large. Well, and it's interesting too, because, you know, in, in previous uh, shows, we've discussed like, you know, the challenges of getting recruitment since COVID. And it's interesting to hear that that was a very effective methodology. And it's it's presenting in the schools, obviously, that seemed to, to be a big recruitment component but is there anything else that's that you can pinpoint in the way that it was presented that uh you know really helped get a large percentage of people to participate yeah so uh thinking back to it like there is just like a legacy in within northfield high school where you know people that go on exchange, you see the people that go and come back, you have like direct connection with the exchange students because there are so many of them around the school. Um, so you learn a lot about the program just through the connections. And so I would honestly tell you like the biggest um, factor for people wanting to go on exchange besides having like a Vicky Dilly or a youth exchange officer that is so involved in the, the program is just being able to have an exchange student at your school where you're like, how are you doing this? Are you having fun? <laughs> is this a is this a good experience for you? Would you recommend it? Um, and I, I think most of the time they'd say, yes, you should do this. This is a life-changing experience. Um, but I, I would say that connection with, direct connection with exchange students is how 
is the the other way hmm. that it, people it sounds find like out it, about this program. It sounds like it's like a rite of passage almost. It's like working there, for Target. <laughs> <laughs> Here in the state of Minnesota, if you haven't worked for Target or if wanted to, uh, it's a little strange. So, um, you had mentioned too on the phone, and if you if you shared this, I apologize that we might be repeating it, but wasn't there? There's like an incredibly large percentage of the youth exchange students that were prompted from Northfield, correct, versus like the rest of the state or the country? I can't remember. (laughs) Yes. So um, pre-COVID, I'm not sure where the numbers are at for youth exchange right now, Um, but pre-COVID every year the North Star would be sending 60 to 70 students out. And I would say that a quarter to a third of those students um, within districts 5950 and 5960 are coming from Northfield and Northfield High School. So when you have like half the state of Minnesota coming from a town of 20,000, like it is a pretty uh, pretty sizable group. And then at the the events and the orientations, they all sit together. So it's a, <laughs> it's a little bit clicky, but... Um, well, and yeah. <laughs> I, I look at it from the standpoint of Rotary and going, you know, how do we continue to build this? And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I've got a a business coach, and he, he says, wherever you see success, look for processes, routines, and systems that work. And so that yeah. immediately, like, where, where, where you know, it's had a, a unique level of success is I just am so curious if there's a, a process, a system, or, you know, uh, something that is really, other than somebody really championing it, it sounds like, and there's a legacy yeah. to that. So I'd be curious to know if there is something to that, like how often, how often are they speaking at the schools? How, Mm -hmm. like, what's the follow up? You said that there's a lot of people that have been in the organization that are still around the school or in the school and that helps. So um, I'm sure that Rotary would love that feedback to continue (laughs) to help build the program. Because if everybody was sending what, what you guys were sending, then, you know, it would be a monstrous program. Yeah, yeah, it would be. And then understanding that there there's obvious circumstances that we're coming up against, but how do you how do you reign over it? So um, we are going to uh, dive out of the section and we'll be back shortly. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. We'll see you in the next segment. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota. With 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. 
Welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And you can, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. And as a reminder... We do love those five-star reviews. Leave a five-star review. If you are tuning in for the first time, we have Amelia Chaden. Chaden. <laughs> I'm going to keep butchering it, Amelia. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, so she was a former Rotex, and um, it's it's going to be fun because this next section, we're going to really go into a little bit greater detail about like what is Rotex and um, the opportunities that are presented in Rotex and how that process unfolded from start to finish. So Amelia, take it away. <laughs> Take it away. Take it okay. away. <laughs> um, the platform I would is tell yours. You that I'm, a, I'm a former Rotary Youth Exchange student, um, but once a Rotex, always a Rotex. So, um. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm, I pulled up our code of conduct over the break to to see like exactly what we wanted to talk about, and uh, a couple of things that I'm noticing is like the purpose of Rotex. We have a couple of bullet points, but number one, to support former, present, and future Rotary Youth Exchange students, and then number two, to increase public awareness and education on the value of cultural respect, mm -hmm. adaptability, and global citizenship. Mm -hmm. um, and then among our job descriptions, Rotex are leaders, ambassadors, and mentors to anyone that is within our sphere of influence. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're really like if if you're going overseas, right? And you're you're kind of an ambassador for your country too. <laughs> so I know that that was something that Eric had touched on, but um, Rotax. So the the youth exchange, and as a Rotax, um, you have the the short term, or um, sorry, I'm gonna maybe I'm not saying it right, but short term opportunity in a in the year or the long-term opportunity. So can you talk about the difference between the two? I'm really a little yeah. little over my words. No, you're good. Um, and I might not even have the, the right words for this, but uh, a short-term youth exchange student is, um, it's a one-to-one -one exchange. So essentially as a, a U.S. exchange student, I would go spend six to, I think it's six to eight weeks with a family in another country um, and then that student, like they have a child that's a, around the same age. And then that child or that student would also come and spend six to eight weeks with my family in the United States. So it's essentially two to three months um, of time between both exchanges. Um, the year long program, which is what I did, uh, is also kind of a one to one, but it's district wide. So one student from North Star will go to, let's use Denmark, because that's where I went, mm -hmm. um, to Denmark. And then someone from the district in Denmark, so my district was 1440, would come to North Star. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily in the same school or with the same family. So then on a typical year-long exchange, you would have anywhere between one and three host families um, that you'd stay with from anywhere for three months to a year. Uh, and then you'd spend a year going to high school abroad and making friends, learning the language, really learning what it's like to be a high school student in that country. Amelia, did you um, ever uh, read Matthew McConaughey's Greenlight book? 
I have not, but I did know that he was every single time. (laughs) Maybe because I love him and I love the book, but he talks about this very program. He talks about his experience going over, and it was through Rotary. (laughs) He goes on Youth Exchange to Australia. It's very cool. But let's talk a little bit more about yours. Like, Mm -hmm. do we want to get into um, your experience, maybe what you learned? You know, you, you got to do an entire year of high school in Denmark, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about it. Um, so, so Thursday and day goes by that something in my life isn't directly connected to exchange. Um, it's really a transformative, like, thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Figure... Youth exchange students are 15 to 19. This is the first time that they're leaving home and they're leaving their family. They're leaving everything that they know to go live a completely different life. Um, You're going to have crazy, amazing times, but you might also have some of the hardest times that you've ever had in your life and you're doing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. And so there's, and and you're doing it when you're going through like an incredibly developmental time. So when I talk about like, there's not a day goes by that this does not impact my life. I mean that. Um, I think the biggest example that I can give is like what I'm doing now. So on exchange, I, (laughs) I was a little bold. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet um, the American ambassador to Denmark at the time, Rufus Gifford, uh, who is now, I believe the chief of staff for president Biden. Um, But he was giving a talk in my town and I being one of the only Americans in the room and like 18 and gun ho went up to him afterwards. And I was like, Rufus, how did you get your job? Um, and <laughs> he, She's a go getter. I like it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was like, I want to do this full time. How do I do this forever? Um, and so I I asked him that question. I was just going to say, what did he say? <laughs> he was like, well, I had some high-end connections. And what that really meant was he um, was one of the like chief campaign staff for President Obama and was like really close friends with both uh, President Obama and Joe Biden. So like he kind of okay. just got appointed into this role. Um, but then what he told me, he's like, here's what you can do. You should look into the Foreign Service. And I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. Okay. And so that kind of started my trajectory to where I am now. Um, and I ended up having an internship at the American embassy in Paraguay where I learned a lot of things. And I realized like that isn't actually what I wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> for no, thank you. There's nothing wrong with yeah. learning what you don't yeah. want to do in life. It's and then, true. and yeah. then when Rufus finished his sentence, did he, did he say, and my name is Rufus, and that is the Trufus. Oh my God, Joseph! <laughs> he, he did not. But it would be funny if he did. <laughs> uh, big quote guy. Is this from a movie? <laughs> it's it's an inside joke, but okay. Okay. <laughs> but yes, it is a movie too. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Um, and anything anything above and beyond that? Sorry, we kind of cut you off there. Um, oof, that was kind of my big, uh, my, my big pitch. I love um, it. No, I, no, I think, okay. I think, uh, so then when you moved on from, so you learned Portuguese too, when you were in, <laughs> where, wait, wait, where were you? You weren't in Portugal. You were in Paraguay. In Paraguay. And they speak Spanish. They speak Paraguay. Spanish. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so you, you learned what you didn't want to do there. So then where did that bring you after that? 
Yeah. So honestly, what I learned um, about the Foreign Service there was that I don't feel like uh, as an educated white person, I can go into another country and tell them how to run their country and their world. So now um, I'm currently studying public administration, which is really just public policy uh, as a master's student at the University of, University of Washington, Daniel J. Evans School of Public Policy and Governance. Boy, that just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> Well, that's great. Cool. So what are you hoping to do with that? I think that's a, I mean, what a great, what a great learning experience to figure out what you don't want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do think that experience teaches us both what we, what we like to do and what we're good at. And then also maybe what we don't really like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so right now, like my, I, I graduate in June of this year. So um, what I'm looking to do is I really want to work within local government, so city or county level, um, working on policy solutions that have direct impacts on people. Uh, And right now I'm particularly interested in housing stock and how affordable housing is developed, um, because that is a huge problem facing our country right now. So, um, but that might change by the time I graduate. (laughs) Probably not as two people that are in the real estate world. Yeah. Probably not. (laughs) Unless, unless you have four million homes in your back pocket somewhere, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> For sure, you'll be busy. That's a that's yeah. a very interesting. Um, that is a very interesting area to be um, thinking about because it is it's it's not always as intuitive as you think it is, because affordable housing is relative depending on where you are too, because it has to do with the average you know the, the percentage of what the average income is. And, mm-hmm. you know, this would be a whole other topic, but yeah. it, and which it sounds like we need to get together and talk about, but, yeah. um, but I'm excited for you to, to explore that. I think you're going to have a lot of fun uh, in that arena. It's, it's a, it's a good one. And I think that it's a place where people that really want to serve and uh, figure that, figure that out. will will do well. So we're rooting for you. Let's go ahead and um, we'll we'll go into our next section here in just a moment. I think we can continue on from what we've been discussing. Thanks so much, Amelia. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Did you know about the mathematician who was afraid of negative numbers? He'd do nothing or he would do nothing to stop. Or shoot, I screwed it up. He would stop at nothing <laughs> to avoid them. Blah. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota. With 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. 
Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... We do love those five-star reviews. If you are tuning in for the first time, we have Amelia Chaden. You there, Amelia? Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'm not sure if you heard us kind of blurb there before we went um, live, but we thought what better opportunity than to kind of roll in, roll back into Rotex and we, we talked about your experience. And uh, might I ask, might I also add or ask, was there anything additional that you wanted to add about your experience in Denmark? Big takeaways? Any other big takeaways? Yeah, uh, the only other like really big takeaway that I can think about is the off the top of my head is that um, I guess there are two that uh, there was once a I think it was a president and I don't remember who and I might be butchering this quote that said um, if everyone could be a youth exchange student for one year of their life we would like we would solve the issue of war and violence because everyone would bring world world peace because of um, like the be being able to understand like different cultures and different ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. So being an exchange student really leads you to having like a much wider understanding of the world and how other people act and communicate. Yeah, I, I couldn't uh, agree more. <laughs> I think actually when Jackie was on, um, mm-hmm. she had she had brought something like that up. Very similar statement or quote. So couldn't agree more. But yeah, let's um, let's because I think we started to talk about the the opportunity um, for Rotex. I don't know if we really clearly defined or explained it. So let's talk more on that subject. Well, it's a perfect it's a perfect segue where you're now you finished your exchange. Now you're coming back, and so explain the process of becoming a Rotex. Yeah. So. Um... You come back from exchange uh, anywhere from May to, if you're really lucky, August of um, the year, like of the year that you finish your exchange. So, within North Star, um, they have what is called a rebound weekend. So they bring you to Camp Itahapi. It's a YMCA camp, and it's two days of kind of just like healing. Um, my mom used to explain to me that like what I was feeling right after I got back from exchange, which I now know is reverse culture shock, uh, was like feelings of grief and like moving on from this like incredibly amazing experience and having to go back to like normal life. So rebound weekend is everyone that just completed an exchange plus Rotex, they come together and spend a day just like working through a lot of the emotions for coming home. And honestly, my, my favorite part of rebound weekend is, um, and it's a sleepover, so it's super fun. Uh, in the evening, we gather everyone in the same room and we make a big circle. Everyone draws a number and is able to tell um, one story from their exchange. Um, and it's it can be the most amazing thing that happened on your exchange, or it could be the hardest time on your exchange, or it could just be like something funny that you care about. Um, but you get a wide range of emotions and everyone gets to share and like 
gets you really close in that moment, which is awesome. Um, but that is kind of your introduction to Rotex. So then with that, a week later, we try to have um, our biannual picnic, biannual get-together um, to like keep moving forward. Uh, then you start getting invites to all of the Rotary events. So one of the major functions of Rotex within North Star is planning a lot of the programming for um, the inbound and outbound orientations, all of like the, the like we do plan to rebound weekend as well, but it's all of the programming for the, the events that you would go through if you are an exchange student or if you're going to become an exchange student. So then as a rebound and a Rotex, you attend these events, uh, you get to kind of relive your exchange experience a little bit. And like, let me tell you, there is an energy about exchange students <laughs> and around Rotex that is like, it's an energy that I miss to this day when I, when I don't get to have it. And I'm so excited that uh, next weekend I get to go to um, Rotary or, or candidate orientation too. It'll be my first event since COVID. And I'm so excited to see all of like these young, excited exchange students, people that have now been here for six or seven months. Um, and I'm even giving a speech at the event. So oh I'm my gosh. About yeah. That. <laughs> that's a lot. That, that's a lot to unpack. Like the, just the, that last couple minutes and in, in the, ex, the importance of the transition back from mm -hmm. traveling and then, you know, getting kind of reintroduced back into, um, you know, what your life was like before. Although I'm sure that you'll probably say that it, it's, it's not even close to the same you've learned, grown, and you're a different person. Yeah. And then it's so cool to hear how you have the opportunity to help the next crop of um, exchange students prepare and, uh, you know, get involved. I think that's that's a really great continuation of that process where, you know, if you just came home and you just went home and that's that. That seems yeah. very – that would be very sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Greg White, who shout out to Greg, he went to Sweden, and I might say, I, I don't need to age him, but it was sometime, uh, and I think, I want to say it was 1980-something, <coughs> I'm not entirely sure, sorry, Greg, um, but he was the Rotex coordinator for a long time, and he really laid the foundation for uh, Rotex in within North Star, and he describes coming home as, you are now a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. And it just doesn't work. Like you have to re-establish who you are and like everything around you, who your friends are. Um, especially if you were 15 when you went on exchange, you have to go back to high school and you have to go back to American high school. That's significantly <laughs> less fun than Danish high school. I was lucky that I uh, went during, like I, I took a gap year. So I went from high school to exchange to college, but it, it can be really difficult for um, some students. So Rotex above everything else, like our, uh, our mission is to support former, present and future Rotary Youth Exchange students. So we kind of like are this big community. And we, when, when you come home, we kind of just like wrap you in our arms and you're like, we are people that understand you and we understand what you're going through. It's gotta be really nice to have somebody there. Like, I'm sure that you can think about when you were preparing to go, um, because you had a Rotec, right, as well, that that kind of helped mm -hmm. you out? Yeah. And and the, so you kind of have, like, people in all these different mm -hmm. places that, you know, have a shared experience that can, you know, help get the jitters out. Or if you if you have legitimate issues to be able to, to, to deal with those, mm -hmm. um, 
And then also to to be able to actually identify and celebrate the wins as well. Because, I mean, I'm sure that talking to some of your your friends from high school about your experience and they're probably looking at you like, what? <laughs> you left Northfield? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it's small town, right? So yeah. just uh, there's a culture shock that goes along with that for yourself. But then trying to share in that experience with somebody else who's never been through it is probably a bit wild for them. Yeah, people don't know, like, they don't have any concept of what you went through. Like, a lot of people will refer to uh, exchange as, like, a trip or a vacation, and that's not what it is. It's, yeah, I went to like, Mexico so much, once. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that's really a lot of the responses that you get. So having a Rotex that is like, no, I understand that, like, you had a really tough month on exchange and like i understand Mm -hmm. that you were there for a year and you developed friendships and like now you don't get to see that person yeah (laughs) in person for a long time it's um very different (laughs) you know that begs the question so obviously and you've met you met a ton of people over there who have you stayed in contact with yeah, I, I. This is a great question. I'm actually going back. Hopefully, um, assuming that uh, like jobs and timing and graduation all works out. But my host sister is getting married, oh, and fun. so <laughs> I'm probably hopefully going back to Denmark in July to go see them. She came out um, to Seattle last summer, and so I'm really excited to. Um, to go see her and to go see because she has a house and a dog and all of these things. So I'm really excited to go see where her life is at now and where all of my host family, uh, where all my host families are. Um, other than that, I, there are a couple of like closer friends that I stay in contact with. Um, and then there are a lot of like the exchange students that I met while I was on exchange that I'm still close with. That is so cool. Yeah. But yeah it's got to be, I just, I mean, the, the level of perspective that you have, that's greater than most people. I mean, including mm-hmm. myself and just to have that broader understanding of, and it's, it's like having two lives. Like you had, you <laughs> had this like little blip in your, your history of your life that, you know, that's just truly unique. So we're going to actually wrap this sec- section up and uh, we'll come into our final section, but that was really great. Yeah, thank you thank for sharing you. all that wonderful information. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Does a straw have one hole or two holes? Think about it. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary.
Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. And and we do love those five-star reviews. Many, many, (laughs) many, many of them. We um, were coming back to having Amelia Chaden on here. Um, She is our guest. And Amelia... Share with our listeners your legacy. You had mentioned that when we had <laughs> talked. So what does that mean? Yeah, that, that's a big question. Um, I'm going to scroll back just a little bit. Uh, I had mentioned Greg White earlier in this program. And like everything that I have done and everything that um, really any Rotex has done within North Star is built off of Greg White's legacy because he really built, developed, and made sure that Rotex were involved in every phase of this program. And I want to make sure that he gets credit for that because he deserves that. Um, Greg and I have definitely butt heads a few times. So shout out, Greg, if you're listening. I'm sorry that when I was younger, my communication skills weren't as great. Um, <laughs> they evolved. But they evolved. They, well, you get better. Everybody has to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. After coming home from exchange, um, I spent a year or two just being involved in Rotex. And then uh, I first served as the candidate officer. So um, what that meant is I worked with the planning committees for the orientations. um, And I was responsible to make sure that every candidate that was planning to go in exchange felt connected to Rotex. um, And really planning a lot of the programming for candidate orientation one and two. So then... Uh, after I had gone through a year of that, I was elected president for Nurse Star Rotex, um, which was a huge shift in uh, dynamics because that year was also the year that Greg was like, I'm going to retire. So um, mm. I also need to give a big shout out to Lisa Nerva, who was the Rotex coordinator with me for that year. And so Lisa and I spent a year kind of trying to figure out everything that needed to go into making sure that Rotex functioned. Um, that was also the year that uh, the Rotex president was able, me, was able to sit on the North Star Rotary's board as a Rotex representative to make sure that our voice was being incorporated into um, exchange decisions and processes. Um, so the other big thing is that as president, I oversaw the entire team of Rotex leadership. So the, the roles might be different now, but there was, um, when I was president, there was a candidate officer, inbound officer, rebound officer, and communications officer. And so really working to make sure that all of these roles were um, working in coordination. And then on top of that, building a community where people just like have space to go, have space to exist and and can really like come home and feel like they have um, this connection to this thing that was so special still. Um, so <laughs> yesterday I said legacy and I, I've been thinking about that a little bit more and I'm like, you know, I don't know if it was me or if it was all of the other Rotex that 
um, just like joined into something special, like latched on and like really uh, kept the ball moving, kept the steam going to make sure that this organization lives on and um, has the support that it needs to keep going. That's the definition of a legacy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sure sums is. it up right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you hope for the future of Youth Exchange and Rotex? And, you know, what's the hopes and dreams and aspirations as, yeah, like when somebody is talking about your legacy in 20, 30 years as part of this organization, you know, where's it at? Like, where's the organization going to be? Yeah, so um, what I'm really hopeful for is, like for me, myself personally, is that 20, 30 years from now, I still get invites to the uh, biannual get-togethers. So August and I think it's either December or January, that I still have the opportunity to go meet um, the Rotex that I knew when I was like young and fresh in the, on the scene, but then being able to connect with people that are just getting back from exchange. That's what I want to see and I want to continue. Um, what that looks like on the ground is hard because with COVID, there are huge changes to um, the way that people connect and people operate. And there's a huge change. We essentially have a, a lapse um, for youth exchange students because people weren't sent out for mm. two years. Yeah. And so not having events for two years within Rotex is, is hard because this is a community and like the space that they go to gather is the Roseville area middle school, um, which is ridiculous, but uh, it's a <laughs> space that we're all like, we all know and are comfortable with. Um, and so sounds like it should I'm be hoping. in Northfield. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like it should be in Northfield. Yeah. yeah. I was actually a bit like taken back by the, the location. Yeah. So I, like 30% I, of the I don't know what drive. the connection is, but it's always been at, at Rams. And honestly, it's a good space. Like, I understand the space really well. And the events, like, it's really easy to coordinate events when you know exactly, like, the room numbers and what all, each room looks oh, like. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> that's it. But that's its own thing. Um, but what I would say is that within Rotex, you kind of have like an ebb and flow where it's like every few years you have a really high volume of Rotex. People are really excited about it. And then there's kind of a little bit of a phase out where you turn, you graduate college or you graduate from an, an undergraduate school and you kind of move on to something else, but then you come back in a different role within Rotary. And so the the ebbs and flows of Rotex right now, I'd say we're definitely in an ebb like the um covid kind of put a hold on that so what i'm hoping for is that um as time keeps moving that we get back to a, a spot where there are a lot of very involved active rotex um, and one of my like hopes with that is that the long-term youth exchange program is still prioritized within um within rotary and it yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll stop there. You don't necessarily need to. <laughs> yeah. But well, and it's interesting too. Like it, it does present such an opportunity for <laughs> past Rotex to really kind of pick up the gavel and and or you know the flag and run with it, since there is the gap. So you know, you just wonder how how you can mobilize that and you know get people back into the program and keep that 
because what it sounds like is is that the the momentum was disrupted and mm-hmm. and now it's just a matter of kind of building that back up. It, you you've got this great pool of people that you can draw from to start it back up again. But you know now it's just getting people to go out and getting them doing, excited. Yeah, getting them excited <laughs> about doing the exchange yeah. program. Yeah, and honestly, I like I if I was to. Like as a process person now, as somebody that like was really focused on like program management and analysis, um, like if I was to pinpoint one of the things for success for that would be having a dedicated person for a Rotex coordinator that is able to like keep things moving. Keep, that the the hard part is is because they need to understand where a Rotex head is at in terms of like youth exchange and all of that. And that was why Greg was so successful, and that was why Lisa and I worked so well together. But having um, a mid-career Rotex, like someone that is stepped back, um, is not fresh out of exchange, that understands how uh, processes, management, all of these things work, to oversee Rotex to make sure that they're going the right direction. Like that is something that would make sure that the organization continues. But like with that, they also have to have a huge passion for youth exchange and love Mm -hmm. um, mentoring and coaching people to develop skills because that's another huge part of like Rotex and Rotex leadership is like the professional development that you receive from being a part of like an organizational team. I can't help but feel like Rotex and like the the travel abroad is a little bit like Peter Pan and like Neverland and like people forget about it when they come home and they, they like you know they get far away from it and they forget their happy thought. Yeah. (laughs) But but you're 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 spreading the fairy dust on everybody and helping them remember. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you can use that. That's that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it sounds like so you'll be coming. Um, you had mentioned this in one of the last sections, but you will be coming back here for an orientation, correct? Yeah, so so I'm flying home to see some family, but I did schedule my trip home um, around this orientation. <laughs> That'll be that'll be a lot of fun for you, and hopefully you can spread your um, magic fairy dust there. <laughs> so. Help them find their marbles. <laughs> well, we're about ready to wrap up, Amelia. We do want to just say thank you so much for. Um, we know that you were kind of. Um, wrangled in for this and um super excited that we had the opportunity to hear from your experience and I, i'm sure it wasn't that <laughs> that too bad i mean it's not like we're hard-hitting firing yeah. questions at you that you don't yeah, know how to answer exactly so thank you for taking time out of your day to to hop on here and share that experience with everyone Yeah, thank you, Amelia. Yeah, that, thank you for having me. Thank you for letting You're me welcome. talk about something that I'm really passionate about. You are very welcome. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Searching for Service. As a reminder, it's time to stop searching. And start serving. <laughs>